Welcome back to another episode of Tourism Geographies Podcast. My name is Stephen Pratt, and I'm coming to you from the University of Central Florida in Orlando, USA. I'm one of the editors of the journal Tourism Geographies. The journal Tourism Geographies is an international journal of tourism, space, place, and environment. We hope you've been keeping well since the last episode and look forward to learning more about cutting-edge research in tourism and geographies published in the journal. Now let's get to this week's episode. All right, so welcome uh, listeners to this week's podcast. I'm uh, speaking with Melesse Bilay, and uh, he published a paper recently in Tourism Geographies with his co-author, Emmanuel Aduempong, and the title of the paper is called The State, Political Trigger Events and Path Creation in Tourism Destination in Ethiopia. Uh, welcome, Malese. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Stephen. Okay. Well, as we usually do, I'm interested in finding out more about your research that you recently published. So, very interesting uh, topic. So, can you tell us the question or the problem that the research set out to understand? The paper actually is ex- an, an extract from my major thesis, which I did form uh, uh, as part of my master's thesis at Wageningen University in the Netherlands. So in this paper, we sought to understand the role of trigger events in evolutionary economic geography. Uh, That means uh, we have identified a research gap in the literature that trigger events have not been well studied or well understood, even though they are really important for the creation of a new path or for a new path formation, especially when it comes to political events. Uh, for example, how agents can seize or how uh, or agents or social agents can capture or utilize events to create uh, a completely new path had, had not been well understood in the literature previously. So we, we sought to understand this question uh, in, in the paper, right? Excellent. So, you know, readers will, will pick up that it's a case study of Unity Park in Addis Ababa and in Ethiopia. So can you tell us a little bit more about the context for those readers who may not be familiar with uh, Ethiopia? Uh, to, I mean, to achieve the, uh, this uh, major aim of the paper, just uh, selected Unity Park, which is an urban park in the capital Addis Ababa. In it. Uh, actually, when we select Unity Park, we have, uh, I mean, we had some reasons uh, as, as a base you know, the first one was uh, its locational advantage or geographical context. You know, Unity Park is uh, in a national palace, uh, which was built in the late 19th century, around 1880s. So now it is more than one, it has a history of more than 120 years. So in this extended period of time, this place was a highly guarded security zone and also no photography zone, which was not accessible for the general public. So when we select Unity Park, we just want to utilize past creation concepts of power and also agency, how these concepts, I mean, how this place was intentionally transformed from a no photography zone to a photography zone, which is completely accessible for the uh, tourism industry or for the general public as a whole. And also the other one was actually a state intervention. Uh, it was the state that played a major role in terms, be it in, in at, at the start, in terms of initiating the project or the realization of this uh, destination. 
So the role of social actors following a trigger event can be highly manifested in this park. And the other one was also, of, of course, case reputation, right? Uh, when I, when we say case reputation, in nowadays, we are now in on its fourth year into the opening of this park, if I'm not mistaken. So this this park is seen as, as a success story for uh, uh, in, in the capital Addis Ababa in terms of attracting uh, uh, tourism, especially uh, in terms of uh, domestic tourism. So we just pick for uh, Unity Park for all these reasons, right? Excellent. Uh, you did qualitative interviews with uh, uh, participants. Uh, can, um, how did you choose those uh, participants? Uh, what was the uh, what was the criteria? Yeah, uh, our criteria, uh, their direct involvement in the uh, in, uh, the development of the. There are uh, uh, industries from the from public industries, and also there were also uh, uh, tourism industries mainly that were invited to involve. Uh, in this, uh, in the development of this park, and they were invited by the prime minister, right? Uh, the prime minister directly involved in the selection uh, process of these social actors. So when we select our interviewee, it was based on their direct involvement in the development of this uh, uh, case study area. Okay, not many, not much re uh, research uh, have uh, the prime minister's direct involvement. So uh, you know, congratulations <laughs> on on. Uh, um... Prime Minister's involvement on that. Now, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is really unique. Yeah. Um, now, readers of tourism uh, may have come across be because we've touched on it before the uh, concepts of EEG, which is evolutionary economic geography. So, you use as uh, an underlying uh, concept or conceptual framework. Can you explain in your own uh, what that is and how you used it in this study? Uh, evolutionary economic geography is 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 an important frame that we use, uh, especially when we see the emergence, or especially when we want to see the emergence, the growth, or even the decline of uh, an industry, or in a particular uh, I mean, historically, this this concept is really important. If I mean to study the emergence, the growth. Uh, uh, certain economic industry or certain economic activities uh, in a particular region over a certain period of time. So, from within this evolutionary economic uh, applied, actually there are a number of uh, concepts within this uh, evolutionary economic geography. It's like a package, which in, uh, has uh, a number of concepts within it, and we uh, picked the past creation concept of evolutionary economic job uh, uh, because uh, we have reasons for that. I mean, past creation is a central concept in evolutionary economic geography and uh, uh, was developed to some extent as a critic to the past dependence model of evolutionary economic geography, which has some constrained view on uh, the emergence of events. Uh, for example, uh, in past creation, in, part, in, in past dependence, Social actors are uh, seen as passive observers. They are like bystanders. But when it comes to past creation, past creation pays more attention to human agency or and also the ability of actors taking advantage of events that can potentially lead to the formation of a new, a new past. This past creation, 
I mean, in, in past creation, the occurrence of events can be seen as an opportunity for especially for entrepreneurs or so for social actors to engage and also to unleash a new economic uh, initiative. So we bring uh, this uh, concept into our framework, but unfortunately, uh, when it comes to uh, social actors or social groups as an agent of change, they, usually there is no uh, same capabilities and resources to uh, uh, the formation of a new pies. That means there are some influential actors whose interest is uh, influential in terms of creating a new pies and also creating the rationale for the formation and also the development of that particular new pies. So here, what comes to our mind is the political, I mean, the power and some kind of uh, political frictions, right? So mm -hmm. in order to see, in order to unpack this power and the influence of strong or influential actors, we bring the political economy concept and link that one with uh, the the past creation concept of triggering events, especially in our case to see how the state was powerful and also how this, the power of the state and its influence also brought about uh, this destination into life. Interesting. So you just started to touch on some of the findings. So maybe you can go into a little bit more detail about what are some of the, what did you, uh, from speech uh, from these participants about the you know, uh, trajectory of, uh, of the political economy of, of, of the tourism in, in Ethiopia? What comes in 2018, this Unity Park was actually, it opened for the public in, uh, 2000, in October 2019. That means uh, from 2015 to, to 2018, there was a political turmoil in the country, a kind of uh, uh, political unrest. And in April 2018, a new government came to power that helped and also it is this government who opened the uh, this the uh, unity park. So, but before that, before the pre-triggering events, pair, they there we can find that the national economic policies played a relevant role or also a significant role in terms of driving these changes. Or also, it was driving the changes on this destination. I mean. There were some provisions and also resource allocations that were made by the previous for the development of this new park, right? So at least the previous government was reflecting its locking situations and also the ways how to escape these locking situations uh, in, uh, in the long term or in the future. In the middle of this, what comes next was the 2018 political transition, which completely changed the past formation process. So in 2018, in, in the middle of all this political, I mean, the policy processes, what comes in 2018 was the political transition that brought the current government into power. So this political transition created for the current government a real-time opportunity to strike a strong or also robust state intervention. For example, it was only policies that we, 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 see, we have seen in the previous region, but 
it was completely changed when the current government came to power. For example, it began to play power and also agency. So these participating concepts of agency and power came strongly to the fore. And this political transition was really decisive for the creation of this destination for a number of reasons. And the first one, uh, for the first time in the country's economic history, tourism was identified as a pillar, economic pillar, that can be, that can, that uh, engagement from the government in order to the, uh, the, the, the country's uh, tourism destinations or the country's tourism potential. And the other one was, it also brought a particular division, which is, I mean, who is the current uh, Ethiopian prime minister into the, the uh, pinnacle of power, the government power. And this individual was very instrumental to bring, uh, I mean, to make Unity Park a reality. For example, he found uh, financial support from the United Arab Emirates. Uh, United Arab, Arab, he opposed the government of the United Arab Emirates and also uh, a financial support uh, that exceeds uh, 1,017 million dollar USD. And in addition, he also began to create a network of actors and he even he began contact these actors personally, either in his office or in their place of work through a personal visit. And then, so he he began to create kind of networks be, between or among these involved actors uh, in order to uh, involve and also in order to join this. Program. He did this one in different in, in, in different mechanisms. For example. Even though it's, it's, it's power play, he used a different uh, modes of power. For example, persuasion, coercion. Sometimes he used his his authority, and yeah, charisma and different things, right? Mm -hmm. So, in terms of the finding, even though this policy played the the, the even though policy set up, I mean, made the setup or the foundation for the creation of a new path, it was. The political transition that brought about uh, a momentum for uh, or a rapid transformation in the realization of this mm -hmm. Unity Park project. Okay, interesting. So, I mean, I, I know that there's been some uh, developments in uh, the politics of Ethiopia since you collected the, the data. You did the study in 2018. Exactly. Yeah. Can you just uh, brief date the uh, listeners on on what's the status of that and and how the recent politics of uh, 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 this project? And tourism in general. Uh, yeah, uh, well, um, uh, to start with the uh, general setup of the tourism industry uh, in the, it's not only Unity Park. With the coming of the this the current government, the government began to evolve in an extended uh, destination development programs. For example, uh, since two thousand nineteen, that means a year after the uh, this government took power, uh, three destinations uh, have been opened in, in the country, I mean, in the capital, only in the capital. And these are Unity Park, Toto Park, and also Friendship Square. And these were uh, through, uh, uh, through donor organizations and also uh, external, I mean, uh, foreign governments, for example, the Chinese, the Arab Emirates, I mean, UAE, uh, and also even uh, the African Development Bank. 
And outside of Addis Ababa, the capital Addis Ababa, there are also a number of, I mean, destination development projects that are uh, carried out uh, at the moment. Uh, for example, there uh, uh, Gorgora project in the northern part of the country, which is now actually in, uh, in, in the uh, place of the civil war. And there are also two in the south. One is the uh, Wenchi, and uh, there is also another one in in, in Jabarajabdura National Park. So even though uh, there is no peace, which is really important for the development of the tourism industry in general, mm -hmm. the government is uh, doing uh, and also emphasizing on the tourism industry as uh, one pillar of, uh, of the economic development. Uh, the country, uh, and specifically when it, we come to the uh, Unity Park, uh, you have raised a very interesting. What is unique here is there is the the political friction is based on ethnicity, right? Mm -hmm. So this place, as I said earlier, it was the seat of the government that came to power consecutively, and it was it was completely an exclusive seat of the government. And now when, so in the, there are some ethnic groups who are not, I mean, who are not happy with the deeds of the previous governments and who are not, I mean, happy to see the history. Uh, these governments, uh, when they are visited, uh, they don't want to visit even at all. So this creates some kind of friction. For example, there are in, 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 in this, uh, I, I mean, nowadays, and the, uh, the war broke out in the northern part of the country. People from the north, they don't want to visit that place because they see this place as the sole property mm. of the prime minister, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, so so even they began to raise questions like, oh, why do I go there? It's his project. Uh, and also, it's not for economic motives that he built this uh, park. It's only for political considerations that he wants to get acceptance in the general public. So they raise such kind of questions, right? Yeah, yeah, very. It really shows that you know that the political nature of tourism in many. Uh, I think in general, you know, we we you hear some people, some scholars talk about well, tourism isn't very political. Tourism, you know, it stays out of politics. We should be neutral, but you know, uh, in development and you know, deciding to develop tourism—that's a political question. You know, it, it's about resources. So yeah. What gets built yeah. and what doesn't, and what gets, gets promoted. And what, uh, so, I think this is one um, uh, contributions that uh, that you, that your paper uh, emphasizes. So, I, I really want to congratulate you and uh, Emmanuel. Yeah. Uh, think right. Um, I just want to know if there's any, uh, as we get towards the end of the podcast, if there's anything to uh, contribute or uh, we've missed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, on just to add a little bit on with uh, in, in your final remark, it's political. When, for example, in our case, when the government tries to build this uh, park, even fr starting from the naming, it it uh, it's the name was coined by the current government, Unity Park. It's, it's just to give an impression that the, the different ethnic groups of the country that are coming together to unify and also for the development of the country and blah, blah, and also 
to also justify that this exclusive this place or unity park which had been an exclusive seat of the government and that came from from a certain uh, ethnic groups are now open for all ethnic communities of the country so it's it's simple i mean the government tries to symbolize unity park as as a symbol of unity and also as a symbol of coming togetherness for the future of uh, the country. Yeah, so it's completely political. Yeah, thank you. that's very interesting. So I just want to um, remind uh, listeners that I was speaking uh, to uh, Melesse Billet. Now, um, you've just completed a uh, Master's of Science in Tourism, Society and Environment at the uh, in the Netherlands. It, uh, at, Wageningen uh, University and your research yeah. interests are um, destination development, tourism experiences and well-being in cultural event. Um, I, and you're, you've returned to Ethiopia. What are you up to there at the moment these days? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm in Ethiopia now. I'm actually working uh, to land a PhD opportunity. I, I'm, I already developed my proposal on this destination i'm still sticking on this destination and also of course some other new destinations together to investigate them together and uh, yeah probably yeah i may secure one yeah All right well uh listeners if you're in the position to uh, offer melesse a, a phd um position the maybe scholarship to, together that i'm sure he'd be very uh grateful yeah as I mentioned, I was speaking to him, and the, the title of the of the paper that he published in Tourism Geographies is "The State uh, Political Trigger Events and Path Creation in Tourism Destination in Ethiopia." Melesse, thanks for speaking yeah. with us today. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Tourism Geographies podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it, and look forward to seeing you again on the next episode. Should you have any ideas, questions, or comments that you'd like to feed through to the production team of the Tourism Geographies podcast, please feel free to make contact with us. To find out more about Tourism Geographies, the journal, you can go to Google and type in Tourism Geographies, and soon enough, you'll be directed to our journal website. Until next time, take care and safe travels.